Fitness is your ability to cope with and recover from stress. And the best way to level up both your mental and your physical fitness is by making small but powerful changes to your daily habits and routines. With this podcast, I aim to bring you a combination of short educational solo casts and slightly longer conversations I've had with a wide variety of fascinating people. The goal? To help you develop a lifestyle which supports your mental and physical fitness and improves your overall quality of life. My name is Jay Unwin. Welcome to FitBody FitMind. In order to develop a lifestyle which best supports our mental and physical fitness, we need to address each of what I call the five pillars. These pillars hold up the roof, and if one or more are neglected, then the roof becomes less stable. I will go into each of these pillars in a little bit more detail in a moment, but the overview looks like this. Movement, nourishment, stimulation, recovery, connection. I'll say that again. Movement, nourishment, stimulation, recovery, and connection. So if we wanted to look at movement in a little bit more detail, this is an obvious one that a lot of people know about, a lot of people are aware of. There aren't many people out there who aren't aware that they would benefit from better movement, more movement. We're told this a lot. Now, we evolved to move. The human body evolved to move. It did not evolve to be sedentary. We are a phenomenal bit of kit, really, when you look into it. And the benefits of regular activity are well documented. The NHS recommend that 150 minutes of moderate varied exercise per week is the kind of the the game changing amount. There's like a really nice tipping point at that 150 minutes, which is 30 minutes a day, five times a week. And the benefits are, are astounding, really, when you look into it. It reduces your risk of heart disease and stroke by 35%. It reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes by 50%, colon cancer by 50%, breast cancer by 20%, depression by 30%, osteoarthritis by massive 83% reduction. It reduces your risk of hip fracture by 68%, dementia by 30%. It reduces your risk of early death overall by 30%. And that's just by doing 30 minutes of moderate activity, varied activity, per day for five days a week. And that's because our bodies did not evolve to just sit on our asses all the time, whether it's in front of a desk or in front of the TV or at the table. We evolved to move. But it doesn't have to be a particular type of movement. There's no one size fits all here. So it's not about having to go running despite the fact that we've evolved to be, mechanically speaking, tremendous runners. But that is not going to suit everyone. If you have got problems with your knees, your ankles, your feet, if, if you are unable to run, there are so many other things that you can do. So don't pick something just because it's the first thing that pops into your mind. You want to pick something that you can be consistent with. And there's two things to consider when we're looking at consistency. One, what is your physical ability? What can you do? And what can you maintain without injuring yourself and making yourself unwell? And secondly, what do you enjoy? Because if you do not enjoy it, you aren't going to carry on doing it. So many people start running. I'll use that as an example again. And I hear people talk about it. Hey, I've started running. Great. That's fantastic. Do you enjoy it? No, I hate it. Well, how long do you think you're going to keep doing it for? It's really not going to last if you don't enjoy it. 
Of course, it will be challenging whatever you do at first because you're trying to push yourself. You're trying to get outside your comfort zone. Of course, there is going to be challenge. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. But when you really hate something and you really dread something, perhaps you should reevaluate what it is that you have chosen to do. Whether it's yoga, swimming, lifting weights, climbing, walking, boxing, it really doesn't matter. Dancing, quality over quantity quality over quantity yes that amount that the nhs recommends is going to have a great impact on your health with all of those stats that i've just shared with you but the quality of that movement is so important quality over quantity so move well if you're going to run run well learn how to do it properly if you're going to lift weights find someone who can teach you how to lift weights properly if you're going to climb climb well keep yourself safe and move deliberately and consciously. When it comes to nourishment, the reason I use nourishment rather than nutrition, for example, is because it's not just about what you eat. Nourish your body, don't diet. Nourishing your body is not just about what you eat, but it's also about what you drink and about, about what you breathe. It's what you take into your body in various ways. You are what you eat, but you are also what you drink and what you breathe. Your body cannot be made up of anything else other than what you take in. How could it possibly be made up of anything else? You are what you eat is so, so true. What you put in your body becomes your cells, whether that is through your eating, your drinking, what you're breathing in, what you're inhaling. Now, if we look at just the food side of this, I live by a fairly simple philosophy in terms of my nutrition in terms of my eating and this is something which I try and encourage others to do as well which is eat food not too much mostly plants and I can't remember where I heard this for the first time but it was such a simple philosophy around eating eat food not too much mostly plants more plants means better gut health better immunity and I recommend 80 to 100% plants. You don't have to be 100% plant-based to get those benefits of a majority plant-based diet. The ethical discussion is completely separate here. This is about the health side of things. If you're eating a little bit of animal products, that is not going to decline your health at all, according to the science. But the majority should be plants. If you are looking at what you eat and what you drink and your lifestyle as a whole this is a good moment to kind of mention i'm not expecting you to be 100 percent nourishing your body i don't expect you to get a plan and stick to it 100 nobody does that i don't do it nobody does it okay nobody hits 100 what you should be shooting for is about 80 to 90 percent looking after your body and then 10 to 20 percent enjoying everything else with a bit of freedom now of course you can enjoy the food that you're eating that nourishes your body as well and i think the more we can do that the less of a chore it becomes if we can really get into our food and preparing our food cooking our food and enjoying healthy nutritious food that gives our body everything it needs then it stops being a chore and that's not as difficult as it sounds but you will still need that 10 to 20 percent where you can let your hair down a little bit and that is still going to be a massive improvement for most people. I also recommend that you drink plenty of water. There's not really a set amount, but the thing to think about is 
you're probably not drinking enough. So have a think about where in your daily routine you could add an extra glass of water. So drinking more water, every single chemical reaction in the body happens in water. We need it. Breathing, breathing deeply, breathing consciously, breathing fresh air. Improving your breathing will improve your immunity. It will, of course, improve your lung health as well. It will improve your mental health. It will improve your clarity and your focus and your concentration. Bear in mind, I will be doing various episodes on these in more detail. I will do an episode just about breathing and I will find some people to come on and talk to you about this as an area of expertise. So don't worry, this is just an overview. You're not getting everything from this, okay? Remember, we will be going into all this stuff in more detail. So that's your nourishment. Then stimulation. Stimulating the mind. A bit like you would stimulate the body through working out, but stimulating the mind. Feeding the mind. A bit like you would nourish the body. Reading, learning, debating, problem solving. They're like workouts for the brain and they keep those brain cells going. They keep them working. If you don't use it, you lose it. And that that goes for whether it's your muscles or your brain. If you don't use it, you lose it. Your body will get rid of tissue and organs that it is just not using. Of course, it won't get rid of the whole organ of the brain, but it will decline if you don't use it. So how can you stimulate your brain? What can you read what could you learn? Could you learn a new skill? Could you learn about a new topic? Debating, discussing different ideas with people. It stimulates the brain. Problem solving. And again, it's about quality. It doesn't mean doing more is always better. More stimulation does not mean better. Better stimulation means better. So think about the quality of how you stimulate your brain rather than just the amount. So don't stimulate your brain by getting into arguments on Facebook about things which don't really matter. It's not about that kind of stimulation. Don't overstimulate your brain playing computer games all the time. Of course, computer games can stimulate the brain. They've been shown to improve cognitive ability, but you don't need to do it all the time. So think about the quality, not just the quantity. The fourth pillar is recovery. And you need recovery from workouts, but you also need recovery from that mental stimulation as well. You need downtime. There's your sleep to take into consideration, the quality of it and the quantity of it. So how much sleep are you getting and how good is that sleep quality? This is a topic which is huge. So much research being done on this topic at the moment. And there are some amazing experts out there who I'm going to have on to talk to you about this in particular. But how could you improve your sleep? Perhaps you could improve your routine before you go to sleep. You could improve how you get ready for that sleep rather than just switching your TV off, switching your phone off and going straight to sleep there. Could you have some wind down time? Could you have, could you go to bed a little bit earlier, for example? Could you have half an hour, maybe even an hour without screens before that, which will improve your quality of sleep? But it's not just about sleep, it's about downtime as well, relaxation, time away from activity and busyness, your work, your workouts, your mental stimulation. You need time to rest and recover. If you're an athlete, if you're an Olympic swimmer, 
you have to get out of the pool at some point. You can't just keep training, training, training. You don't get fitter and stronger while you're putting your body under stress, while you're putting your mind under stress. You get fitter and stronger when your body adapts, and it only adapts when it rests after the stress. Now, the recovery doesn't have to be inactive either. You can have something called active recovery. Movement can be healing. Especially if you're having time away from work, your workout can be downtime and recovery from that mental stress of work. If you're having downtime away from hard workouts, lifting weights, running, then you can use low-intensity movement, stretching, walking, and so on and so forth, as your recovery from those intense workouts. So your recovery is important. It doesn't have to be completely inactive and sedentary, although that is important as well. But building recovery into your routine, building recovery into your lifestyle is vital in order to adapt and get fitter and stronger both physically and mentally. And the final pillar, the fifth pillar, is connection. Connection with each other, your social life, your family, your friends. Connecting in person is so powerful. At the moment, at the time of recording, I'm recording this in 2020 and of course we've had the uh, the the upheaval of all the lockdowns with the covid-19 pandemic and that has really impacted a lot of people in terms of their ability to connect face to face but face to face is better where possible but if not on the phone online video calls connect with people however you can again quality over quantity though don't be connected 100% of the time so connection with each other, that social connection, but also with nature, with your environment, with your environment. Where do you live? Your surroundings. We want to put down roots and really become a part of the environment and the local habitat that we live in. We want to look after that. And the more we are connected with that, the more we will feel like part of something. And that feeling part of something, that feeling connected is so vital in terms of our mental fitness but the wider environment too on a national level on a world level looking after the environment that we find ourselves in benefits us in so many ways we cannot be healthy as a species we cannot be healthy as humans if our environment is polluted if our environment does not support us and support our lives so looking after our environment is vital and being connected with our environment is vital for both our physical and our mental health. And we need to be connected more with ourselves as well. Reflection, inner work, going inwards to find certain answers rather than looking outwards for solutions which might not be there. They might just be distractions. So being able to sit with ourselves, connect with ourselves on a level that perhaps we haven't before. So those five pillars, again, just to recap, we have got movement, nourishment, stimulation, recovery, and connection. And when you consider your lifestyle based around these five pillars, everything starts to make a little more sense. When you consider that, it makes things, it breaks things down into more manageable pieces of life and helps clarify that mental and physical fitness isn't something you fit around your life, but rather it is your life. Which of these pillars could you focus on a little bit more? As I went through this, was there anything that jumped out at you and you thought, hey, you know what? 
I have been neglecting that pillar for too long and I can see how it is having a negative impact on my outcomes, a negative impact on my physical fitness or my mental fitness. Have a little think, have a reflect, see what you could change because after all, no one's going to come and change it for you. Thank you for listening to Fit Body, Fit Mind with me, Jay Unwin. If you aren't already connected with me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook, then you can find all the links in the podcast description or on my website at fitbodyfitmind.online. Until next time, stay fit, stay well and have fun.